I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of taking a just a one week step stepping away from the series that we've been doing on the on the Daily War and the, the the life of a Christ follower, and I've really enjoyed going through that series. It's personally helped me um, recognizing that every day I'm in a spiritual battle and I have to choose, you know, grace over um, you know unforgiveness and I have to choose joy. Uh, over discouragement, all these different things we've been talking about and choosing trust over fear and those kind of things. But I, I just felt like as a pastor, and, and the Lord put it in my heart, but just st- stepping away because there's a lot going on in our country right now. And this is not going to be in any way, shape, or form a political message um, at all. Um, this is going to be a message, I feel like it's it just was on my heart this week. So I said, you know, I think I want to just step away and talk about the hope that is found in Christ. And, and, and really, I guess if there's any application um, for us at the end, and I can just mention it now, is, you know, all of us here already know that. You know, we can watch the news and we can, whether, whether it be about coronavirus stuff or about the, the death of George Floyd or the protests all across the nation, we can look at that as believers and say, well, I'm so glad that I have the Lord that gives me peace and hope. And, and, and it's a little bit easier. Our biblical worldview makes us understand things a little bit different than a lost person. But here's the truth. We have to bring that hope to people. Right. You understand? It's, it's not like, oh, it's almost like, how, how awful would it be to just sit back and be like, well, I'm glad that I have hope in Christ. You know, those poor folks that don't have any hope. Um, and, and, and really the application at the end of this message, and really th- throughout this message as I talk about the hope found in Christ, may we, yes, rejoice in the fact that we have hope in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah for that. Man, our living hope, it's awesome. It's amazing. I'm so grateful for it. But at the same time, not just rejoicing in the fact that I have hope, but being burdened for those who don't have any hope. And they will search for it and search for it and think. And some will, some will try to find uh, satisfaction and some kind of hope in protesting and feeling like they're actually accomplished. I'm, I'm making a statement. I'm doing this. And we know that at the end of this all, this is all going to the next few weeks, months. It's going to fade away. And they're going to be back to their lives and they're going to be hopeless. And, and really, you can't talk about hope without talking about people that are hopeless. And some of us have been there. And some of us may be there in certain areas of our life, hopeless right now. You think of, of, you think of the, the, the young moms here in the Cape that are trying to raise kids um, without a father in the home. We talked a lot about that this, uh, a few nights ago at the house. We just had a big talk about just opportunities and just kids growing up differently and the kids that we had in youth group and, and just so many different stories. And just that's... Young moms that are raising kids without a dad, trying to work, trying to make ends meet, it, it's easy to get hopeless. The teenager that um, doesn't have a lot of friends, it's easy for the enemy to whisper, there's no hope for you, man. Like, sorry, buddy, this is just, this is your lot in life. It's easy to get hopeless. For the, for the drug addict, we, we, were, we were at Wendy's this week, and... Um, at the drive-thru in Hyannis, and there was a, a man that just staggered over to the Wendy's while the drive-thru's not open, it's locked, but the drive-thru's open, and he just kept walking around the, the building, trying to get in the doors, his eyes half-closed, and he was obviously, whether he was drunk or just strung out or with having withdrawals, the guy was hopeless, you know, it was, he was hopeless. 
And crazy enough, we saw him there in Hyannis, and the next morning, Marissa was in Buzzards Bay for work and saw the same guy sagging around Buzzards Bay in the same outfit with the same look of hopelessness on his eyes. People are hopeless. For the pastor, there's, there's pastors. I'm blessed as a pastor. We have a, a wonderful uh, core group of believers right now. We're, we're working. We're at the beginning stages. It's exciting. But there are, pastor, there are pastors with completely different stories. And there are pastors that have been places for 30, 40 years. They feel like they don't have energy anymore to continue the work of God. And they seem hopeless. They wonder, how am I going to, if I can't retire, I need the money to pay. I think of Pastor Armstrong up the road, a good man that loves the Lord. And I know that part of the reason he's still there is because he knows that without that salary, he probably doesn't have a lot of retirement. It's easy to feel hopeless. For the pastors that maybe this eight weeks of uh, live streaming were easier for them because there's so much strife in their church. So much bitterness and so much infighting within that congregation. And now they're like, oh, I got to go back to church now. This is going to be tough. Just imagine, people are hopeless. The father trying to make ends meet. The senior citizen uh, uh, that, that, that is, is fearful to go out right now. Who knows? People are hopeless. The, 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 the couple that is having marital problems, uh, childbearing problems, feel hopeless. Listen, I understand we can all have a different opinion about the state of our country and the pandemic. I understand it, but the truth of the matter is people have still died. People have still died. If, if 10 people died, it would still be enough to say, wow, People are hurting. People are hopeless. I had a friend from Michigan lost both grandparents. Listen, people are hopeless. Our country, if you, and I understand you, we don't, we don't watch the news for, for uh, uh, you know, the truth and everything. I understand that. But you just watch the news for a few minutes and see live footage of what's going on across our country over the last few months, over the last few days. You see a country that seems hopeless. Don't you? You see a country that seems hopeless feel like they have no other options but to, to make foolish decisions? You look at not just our country, but the, the world. The world. You see a world that seems like they have no hope. You see individuals in your workplace, in your family, even in your own life maybe. And it's easy to feel like there's no hope. And may, and may we not as Christians, may we not as Christians ever think that we are, are above that. That in our own strength and ability, we can just live above everything. No, there are times as Christians, and if we were honest, we'd admit that even in our lives, with the Spirit of God living inside us, we have felt like there was no hope. I tell you, my heart is burdened this week. It's burdened this week for our country, for our city, for people like that guy that we saw walking around Wendy's. God, God smote my heart. There's no hope. In a, in a world without hope, it's only the hope of Jesus Christ that will shine. The only hope for this hopeless world is Jesus Christ. We have to believe that. We have to believe that. Psalm 31, and, and again, if you don't have your Bibles, that's fine. I'll read slowly. I don't have the verses today because there's so many of them. But I want to just read through Psalm 31. And I want to kind of see what David's saying. And we're going to look at hope. And I'm going to be quick. Done. I don't have much notes at all. Sometimes that's a dangerous thing because then I just talk for, for no reason. But I want to try to get through this very quickly today and just 
and just leave you with the thought that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Maybe you came already knowing that. But maybe the reason you're hearing this message is not because you are hopeless, but because you're surrounded by people that are hopeless. Maybe you'll be reminded that, hey, I need to spread the hope of Christ to the people in my life. Psalm 31, David starts off by saying, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. He says this, Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock, my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. I'm going to read through these verses as we go through the message this morning. But the last verse, after he talks about the troubles that he's faced, after he talks about uh, uh, the goodness of God, at the end of this psalm, he says this in verse 24, and this verse is on the screen. He says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Whether it's the country that's without hope or the world that's hope, or maybe it's you today that, that is without hope. The truth that you must know and believe and rest in is that there is hope in God. There is hope in God. For the struggling marriage, there is hope because of Christ. For a country in chaos, there is still hope because of Jesus Christ. For a world racked by war and strife and wickedness, there is still hope because of Jesus Christ. For the teenager that is dabbling with drugs now and headed for a life of misery and addiction, there is still hope because of Jesus Christ. There is hope because of God. And I want to go through this psalm and, and take some of these verses and what David's saying and look at what hope does. If you are hoping in God, if you are placing your hope in Jesus Christ and resting in that hope in your daily life, it will do some things to you. It, it, you some things will happen in your life. And, and I want to, to look through that this morning. Let me pray and ask God to bless the message. We'll go through there's just uh, five points and uh, just of what hope does and we'll be done. Lord, we love you. We need you. Bless us. Help, help Lord, these few words to mean something to someone's heart today. Whether it's just a reminder of the hope we have in you, or whether it's uh, uh, hopefully a challenge for us to spread hope to other people. God, please speak to hearts. I plead the blood of Jesus over this service. I need your power and I need your spirit. Would you work today in your precious name? Amen. David continues on in Psalm 31. He says in, in verse number 5, and really it looks ahead to the greater David. He says, into thy hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. In verse 7 he says this, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul uh, in adversities. In, in verse 4 he had said this, Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Verse 9, he says, I'm in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief. My soul and my belly, my life is spent with grief. My years with sighing. My strength faileth because of my iniquity and my bones are consumed. You know what David's doing right now? David, hoping in Jesus Christ, hoping in God, hope admits weakness. 
Hope admits weakness. Why would we run to somebody when we think we don't need any help? Think about that. When we think we have life put together, when we think that we have all the answers, when we think that, that everything is all right and I'm all set, and listen, I may go to church, I may read my Bible, but really, I, I don't really have any needs at all right now. I'm, I'm completely 100% okay. Listen, why would we ever run to someone that we think we don't need? It just wouldn't happen. When we are resting in the hope of God, recognizing uh, uh, that we are still broken people in a fallen world, Listen, that hope admits the weaknesses that we have. There is, I'm telling you, there is no greater freedom than admitting our own weaknesses. Listen, that's the reason why I talk about uh, my struggles with insecurity and pride, and, and I try to be very open about that because I don't ever want to get to the point where I think, I'm really glad that I've dealt with my pride in my life. You know, I'm so glad that, you know, I'm, 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 I've changed. My, I'm a humble guy. And I don't want to get to that point where I think that I'm, like, over that and, and, and exempt from ever struggling with insecurity. Or pride. It shows up daily still. You know why? Because I'm a, a broken man. The, the, the power of sin was defeated at the cross. And thank God, when you, when you say the power of sin is defeated, but the presence of sin still remains. We live I think I thought Dad just amen me from the other room, but he didn't. I read what I said. I heard, yeah, bro. Uh, but listen, the, the power of sin is defeated. Hallelujah. We don't have to be controlled by sin. I'm sorry. All the doors are locked and people. Okay, you got that. All right, sorry. You might have to go through the. Uh... The power of sin is defeated. Amen? The power of sin, because of the cross, is defeated, but the presence of sin is still there, which is why we need to rest in the hope. Of Jesus Christ. Hope admits weakness. Look at your heart. Look at your life. Don't, don't let pride consume you. Don't let pride rule your spirit. Don't let, don't let those things in our lives and don't ignore the weaknesses that we know we have. When you admit your weaknesses, listen, then is when you can run to the Savior and hope in Him. Hope admits weakness. We see David recognizing his trouble. Saying, saying in verse 10, my strength faileth. <laughs> he said, I don't, I'm, I'm weak because of mine iniquity, because of the enemy, whatever it may be. Recognize hope admits weakness. That is not a sissy thing to do or a, a, this thing that should be looked down upon. Like, oh, there's such a, a culture nowadays, especially in guys, when it's like we have to be so tough. And I understand that's important. We need, But there's a balance between uh, uh, being strong for our family, for our kid, being an example, and then thinking that we're untouchable. Hope admits weakness. Verse 7 I had read. He said, Thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. Hope also acknowledges trouble. Hope acknowledges trouble. Verse 11, David says, I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without, without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man. Out of mind, I am like a broken vessel, for I have heard the slander of many. Listen to this statement. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. 
Listen, you will never rest in the hope of Jesus Christ if you ignore the trouble in your life and just try to just kind of paint over it and act like it's not there. Hope acknowledges trouble. It acknowledges trouble. Because when you do that, then you have someone you can run to and rest in. Jesus Christ. Our country right now is in trouble. And I, I, I was on Facebook and all of the, the news live, the live videos, things like that. And there was protests going on in San Jose. And I said, oh, I, was, I lived in Santa Clara, California for college, and which is pretty much part of San Jose. And, and uh, I, I, you know, there's live protests from down. And I just watched as this, this young man um, in this line of police officers, and this young man is double uh, middle fingers in the face of this police officer. Both of the same uh, ethnicity. It wasn't like it was white against black. or anything. It was literally two, two black men. And this young man flipping off this police officer. And I sat there and watched that. And I saw the, the police officer. I didn't know what they're saying, but he just kind of... And I sat there and said, that is like... Part of me was angry. You know, my dad's a cop. But then part of me was broken. I thought, man, this is a mess. This is a mess. And it broke my heart that, that there is, on both sides of it, I said, man, this is just, this is heartbreaking. You know what I have to do what I'm trying to do as a Christian? Not living in the down in the dumps. I'm not saying living, acting like the, there's no hope at all, because I know there's hope, but acknowledging that there is a problem. That's right. That there is a problem in our country. With, with, listen, with the American church, I believe that there's a problem. I believe that our focus many times and we're just starting out, but I want to guard our church again. Many times it's very easy to become so inner, inwardly focused that, that, that we forget about those all around us. Hope acknowledges trouble in your life, in your marriage, as you raise your kids, in your job. Listen, you have to recognize problems. You can't ignore them. Because when you acknowledge that there is trouble, that there is a problem, that you are struggling and you, you let yourself, uh, I can't think of a way to say this, go through that and not just try to ignore it. Listen, you can run to the Savior. There is hope found in Jesus Christ. David said, fear was on every side. They're against me, the enemy, even my neighbors. I'm a reproach to them. He acknowledged the trouble in his life. He acknowledged what was going on. He didn't act like everything was just peachy keen and there was no problems at all. Listen, that's not the world we live in. We do not live in a... This, this world is not uh, uh, acting as it was created to act. It, the, this Bible says the creation, the creation groans. Hope acknowledges trouble. But what else does it do? Hope also produces trust. Verse 15, after David has been talking about, you know, his enemies and his weaknesses and all these things at the beginning of the psalm, he says, after verse 13, he says, they devised to take away my life. Uh, verse 14, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. Verse 15, my times are in thy hand. Hope produces trust. When we get to a point in our lives as Christians, we admit our weaknesses, we acknowledge the trouble that's going on around us and in our lives, and we begin to rest in that hope, you know what's going to happen? Trust comes. And with trust comes peace. 
because we're resting in the only one that can give us true peace. Hope produces trust. You know why there's so much brokenness? And I, I, When I look at all that's going on in our country right now, and the protests and things like that, and just everything, all of it, there may have been a time in my life when I, you know, Anyways, now this is what I this is how I think. When I when I see these things now, I I think these are broken people. It doesn't matter what their reasoning is behind doing the things that they're doing. These are broken people without Christ ruling their spirit. Many of them, I don't want to say all of them because you don't know for sure, but I, I have no doubt that most of the people are lost. They have no Holy Spirit living inside them. We talked earlier, we understand that there's also, there's a common sense thing like, okay, even if you're lost, you should know that that's not right. But listen, as Christians, we make foolish decisions still, and we have the Spirit of God living inside us. So we should have less of an expectation for those who don't even have the Spirit that obviously I go against my common sense sometimes, and I have the Spirit of God living inside me. These people, they have nothing to trust in. They don't trust the police. They don't trust the government. They don't trust anybody at all. They don't trust Christians. <laughs> they don't trust the church. And many of them probably have been, they've been failed. They've been, uh, 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 you know, hurt by things. And they have nothing. They have no, they don't trust anybody. We dealt with teenagers. And we love them. And we invest in them. And we, we whether it was a kid coming from a, uh, uh, um, a church family or from, from the bus or whoever, it didn't matter. These kids struggle with trust. And they would come to us and say, I don't know why, I just I have a hard time trusting God. And we'd dig deeper and find out, well, it's because you don't trust anybody at all in your life at all. You don't trust your parents. Maybe many of them were molested or, 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 or had abuse in their lives, and they just didn't trust anybody. And because of that lack of trust of anybody, they, they didn't think they could trust the Lord. But when you admit your weaknesses and acknowledge trouble and start to rest in Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ and what it can do, there's power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that. And that hope produces trust. You know what those protesters need? And, I, and this, this may sound like, okay, it's not that simple, Donald. I understand, I understand, that. I understand there's more. But the bottom line is this. I said this, I posted on Facebook, like, we can have conversations, we can make changes, there can be changes implemented in the government and in police forces, all, but you know what's going to happen? It's, it's not going to fix it. Right. It may make things a little bit better. I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't because of that, but the truth is the only hope is Jesus Christ. He is the only, our only hope. That is the bottom line. It doesn't matter how many new laws or new uh, uh, things or changes are implemented. It doesn't matter how much money. It doesn't matter. The only hope is, you know what that, that, that kid flipping the double bird to that police officer needs? He needs Jesus Christ. That's what he needs. That's what he needs. That, that police officer on the receiving end of that, that probably is getting angrier and, and, and just, you know what he needs? He needs Jesus Christ. The hope that is found in Jesus Christ. To be honest, sometimes it seems overwhelming. Like, okay, but there's so many people that need so much hope, and I'm only one guy, and we're only one church. 
And if I'm not careful, I can start to lose hope in that. Like, man, there's just so much need. There's so much trouble. There's so many problems. There's so much hurt. And we're only one. But listen, I have to remember that there is power in Jesus Christ. And I have to not look at it in my own strength and ability. Because if I was, and yeah. But I'm talking about, listen, with God and with His power, with His leading as a church, as an individual. Listen, I, got, I, can, I have to trust Him. Hope produces trust. Hope recognizes God's goodness. Look what David says in verse 19. He says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Verse 21, Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. When you begin to live a life resting in the hope of Jesus Christ, you will recognize the goodness of God. Lamentations chapter 3. I'll read a few verses from Lamentations 3. Lamentations chapter 3 starts to talk about the trouble. The whole beginning of this is, is it's, it's kind of depressing. I won't read all the verses because there's, too many, there's so many, but verses 1 all the way through verse 17, uh, uh, he's just talking about the trouble and the affliction and being in darkness and you know, uh, um, his flesh and skin has been made old. He's broken my bones. He's built it against me. I'm in dark places. When I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. And, uh, you know, he turned aside my ways, pulled me in pieces. And I was derision to all people. And he's filled me with bitterness. And he's broken my teeth with gravel stones. You're like, this is not good, man. And in and, and verse 17, he says, Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. In verse 18, he says this, And I said, My strength... And my hope is perished from the Lord. Man, I, I, I look around at our country and I feel like a lot of people are there. They feel like they have no other, no other hope, no other option, whether it be to turn, but to, turn to drugs or to, 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 to spread chaos or to live in fear. They think there's no other options. My strength, my hope is perished. Verse 19, remembering my affliction, my misery, the wormwood and the gall. Verse 20, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. But then verse 21, he says this, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. And these next two verses are on the gravestone of a young man that we were in youth group with, Pastor Eric Tharp's son. And these verses say, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. Hope recognizes God's goodness even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of the loss of a job, even in the midst of marital struggle, even in the midst of health difficulty, even in all that, because that's acknowledging trouble. Even in the midst of all that, we have hope because God is good. Mrs. Ron Hamilton, Pastor Pirate's wife, you know, has this phrase, she said, their son took his own life several years back, and she said, God is always only good. God is always only good. Hope recognizes God's goodness. He is faithful. 
His mercies are new every morning. In my life, there have been dark days. I'm only 30 years old. There have been dark days in my life. There have been dark days in our marriage. There have been dark days as we've raised our kids, as we've moved across the country. There have been dark, challenging days when you pill your head at night and wonder what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Is this going to work out? Is there any hope? And you know what? You wake up the next morning and His mercies are new. His mercies are new every single morning. He is faithful. And when you're hoping in God and resting in the hope of Jesus Christ, you recognize God's goodness. You, have, you can have hope. Hope recognizes God's goodness. And hope, lastly, gives victory. Victory doesn't mean that the problem goes away, by the way. It doesn't mean that the storm goes away. Hope means that you can make it through the storm and that you can, you can stay faithful and trust through the problem. Hope gives victory. That's why David said in the last verse, Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. There is hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am who I am, but by the grace of God. For Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. There's hope in the God. The gospel of Christ has changed my life. It has changed my marriage. It has changed the way I raise my kids. It has changed the way I pastor. So, uh, yes, the gospel has saved me in believing in the gospel and trusting it has given me salvation and an eternal home in heaven. But beyond that, the gospel sanctifies us and changes us and draws us closer to Christ, living daily in the truth and the hope that is found in the gospel, recognizing and believing that Jesus is enough for us. Jesus is our hope in a hopeless world, in a hopeless situation, in a hopeless country. Jesus is enough for us to live in hope. He always has been enough. He always is enough. And He always will be enough for us to live in the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has delivered me, yes, from hell, but from myself. He's continually delivering me from my weaknesses, from my flaws, from my sin, from my insecurity, from my pride. He is continually delivering me from all that stuff in my life. I can hope in Him. On the dark days, I can hope in Him. He is the hope for all my weaknesses. And He's the hope for all your weaknesses. If you actually admit them and acknowledge them. He is the hope for our country. He's the hope for our church. And I tell you, I, I, this past week, there was a few moments when I, you know, I was thinking about getting our building and I just messaged my wife and I, and I, I had a moment of, of, I guess you call it fear, I'm not sure, but I thought, you know, like, when we get a building, like right now we have our core group and we're, 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 we're trying to get somewhere. And I thought, okay, then we're going to get a building, but then how do we do it? Like, how do we build a church? I literally kind of was like, okay, I know you door knock, but like, what if, you know, right, talk about door knocking right now. <laughs> like, how effective is that going to be right now? I'm not saying we're not going to do it, but I'm just saying, especially right now in the midst of all this, people don't want you coming to their door. People, more than ever, they wanted their privacy before all this. Now, even more so. So how are we going to do this? People comment, I mean, what if, what if, you know, what if we get a building, amen, but then what if no one wants to come to the building because of, and I just started to really kind of fall into that trap that the enemy had set up and that my flesh had set up of just being worried and, and I had to stop and realize that there is hope in Christ and he knows 
And me worrying about it, first of all, doesn't fix anything, but it's unnecessary. I have to rest in the hope of Christ. Know that He knows what's going on. He knows our future. He knows my future. He knows Coastline's future. He knows uh, my kid Seth's future. He knows all that. And He is our hope. Today, rest in the hope of Jesus Christ. We've got to stop acting like it's hopeless. We've got to stop living, in the, living, living down here, acting like there's no hope for our country, there's no hope for this. Listen, Jesus Christ is enough. Let's individually rest in the hope of Christ. And let's personally spread hope to other people too. Let's, let's share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ with all those we come into contact with. And personally in our lives, may we rest in the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. He is enough for you. He is enough for me. He is enough for every problem, for every situation going on in our country and in this world. He is the only answer. We've got to bring that hope to others. We love you, Lord. We need you. Would you bless us? Would you help us? Would you guide us? Would you protect us? Would you use us? Thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Would you please be with our church? Would you please be with each one of us, God? Help us to rest in the hope that is found in you. God, I need to rest in you. Maybe you're here today, and maybe it's personal for you. Maybe you have you you are you are hopeless. Maybe not every area of your life, but maybe in certain parts of your life, you're, you're starting to lose hope. Maybe it's job, maybe it's marriage, maybe it's kids, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, who knows? But you're starting to lose hope. Maybe it's a family member that you've been praying for that just keeps making foolish decisions. I don't know. I've been there. But how many would be willing to admit and to be open enough to say, you know what, I've been losing some hope in a certain part of my life. And would you pray for me, Pastor? Would you just slip your hand so I can see anyone at all? Thank you. Anyone else? I'm, I'm beginning to lose some hope. And would anybody be willing to admit, you know what, uh, in my life, I'm trying to rest in the hope of Christ daily and, and, and just rest in that, but sharing that hope with others, that is something that I need prayer on. Would you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. My hand's up too. The grace of God gives us the ability to do what He wants us to do and be who He wants us to be. you got to remember that. This is not a message that says, do better, try harder. This is a message that says rest in the grace of Christ, that is found in Christ. You have the Spirit of God living inside you. You have been given divine power for all things pertaining to life and godliness. Let's go out and rest in the hope personally in our lives and live in the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let's spread the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not our power. It's not by power by might, but by God. He will lead you. He will guide you. David said, be strong and of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. I can do all things through Christ. It's not about us. It's about the power that is found in Him. God bless these people. Bless these precious folks. Help us to rest in your hope. Help us to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ to others. Be with us. Guide us. Use us. Help me as pastor, Lord, to rest in the hope that is found in you. In your precious name, we love you. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.